welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy, everybody. I'm Ben Slowey. Joining me uh, this afternoon, uh, I've got um, an artist. Uh, he has an ambient music project called The End, I Love You. Um, he's also a drummer for the Unitaskers, the uh, local moody foodies um, that just dropped a great EP. It's called The Last Pillar of Light. Earlier this year, he dropped uh, from the end, I love you, uh, he dropped Empty Radio Room. So I'm excited to talk to him about his passions, his artistry, and why he does what he does. Um, it's been a long time coming, and I'm excited to finally talk to him. Andy, uh, thank you for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm real, I'm real psyched to be here. Oh, yeah. How are, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I just had lunch with my mom and my brother. Haven't seen them in a little bit, so that was nice. Uh, yeah, been a pretty chill day. How about you? Um, I, what did I do so far? Uh, I also just had lunch. Um, I ran out of beer, so I had to go to Pig and Save and get some more. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, and I uh, did some writing for Breaking and Entering earlier, so. Very nice. It's been a pretty wholesome day so far. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, I don't know. It's uh, it's it's been nice, like that. Every uh, there's been a lot of people dropping music uh, through this time, so yeah. you know it does. Um, it definitely has been like my sense of clarity is doing as much writing as I can uh, in these really wild times, you know. Yeah, totally. And it's just awesome that people are, you know, like it sucks that it's you know people don't have to use it as like a creative outlet time because there's like lots of, there's everybody has like lives to attend to, but it's really cool to see a bunch of music get dropped too, just like in general, but it's not, not the greatest of, uh, of circumstances. Yeah. Ain't that the truth? Well, yeah. well, um, what we talked about on Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity and, uh, First time we ever met was uh, at a Unitasker show in yeah. March of last year. Yeah, yeah. And it was when I was still pretty fresh onto the scene. Um, I remember it was like my first time uh, at the River West Public House. And um, it, was a, 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 it was a pretty stacked bill that night. Um, yeah, there was Yum Yum Cult, uh, Tomatillo, Limber Brain, all great bands. Yeah, um, that, was a, that was a wild show, though. I was, I'm, I'm still blown away that we like got to play with all those bands, and yeah, you know, I, that was, yeah, that was just an excellent like lineup. Yeah, you know, including us, not including us, but <laughs> yeah. Well, I saw you guys, and uh, I remember like being just really into like just the fuzzy indie rock vibe you guys were going for. Um, I, and then I saw you guys again at X-Fair Arcade not too long after that. Um, that was with Flat Teeth, Oftener, and uh, Operations. That was also a stack yeah. show. Yes. Yeah, that was, that was also a lot of fun. That was a yeah. good show. Yeah. And then I saw you guys again uh, in January of this year when you played with Rackbath. Yeah. Um, and, and Blood Cookie. Uh, yes. Yeah. 
that was a that was a that was also a fun show and you know our last one before everything hit but uh that was that was a that was a great time that was definitely a lot of fun a real treat getting to see you guys play you know i you're one of my the Unitaskers are one of my favorite indie bands in town um oh, thanks. and thanks, man. you're welcome man <laughs> um no, i'm glad that i'm glad that like people enjoy it and stuff like that's always just cool to cool to hear yeah thank yeah you. yeah of course you know it's like and you know it's kind of like um a style of indie rock that um you know touches on some emo some punk some garage like a little bit of um a little bit of a lot of things and it, with a lot of like tongue-in-cheek attitude um which is real fun um and i uh i can't wait to be able to see you guys play some of your new songs one day um yeah yeah, so uh, sooner rather than later. <laughs> uh, agreed. So, but before we talk about all the stuff um, going on right now, um, Andy, I'd love to hear a little bit about your own background. Um, so, for one, where did you grow up? Uh, I'm from uh, Port Washington, so just you know, like 25 miles north of here. Grew up right on the lake. It's a beautiful area. Yeah, yeah, I, I love I love going back there. And just, you know, there's always a lot of access to, like, being right on the lake, which I'm a big fan of. It's definitely made, uh, like, I like I always really like living near water now. Like, I have to live near a body of water now for the rest of my life. I can't live inland too far from, like, a, I don't know, a stream or something. <laughs> totally. Oh, yeah. That definitely, um, I'm with you there. Like, moving to Milwaukee um, from the Chicago suburbs, like... Mm. There's such a peace of mind you can have when there's a beach nearby um, and just when you have that, like, added to the, the culture of the environment. Um, yeah, I couldn't imagine my life without it either. Yeah, yeah. Once, you're, once you grow up with it, you can't, you can't escape it ever again. And it's just, yeah. But like you said, there's a calming effect just being on a beach. It's, it's yeah, not, like no other. Oh yeah, man, the sun rises, doesn't yeah. get any better. Um, yeah, so, uh, so yeah, when did you start playing music? Um, I started, I took like guitar lessons in like fifth grade for like a year. And then I was like, I can't shred right away. This sucks. So I quit. <laughs> um, and then I didn't pick up anything until like my junior year of high school I was borrowing a friend's drum kit um for a little bit and then we and then I got my own that I bought with a friend of mine who I was playing with at the time uh we still make music today he and I his name is Billy Billy Myers great guy check him out um he he and I were playing for a little bit and then uh I was just like kind of self-teaching myself to play drums like like one thing at a time like kind of slow um and then in 2015 like right after high school I picked up uh electric guitar for the first time in like 10 years or not 10 years like several years um and just started playing uh the like the songs that I like to play like they're the songs that I like to hear like I just wanted to play like my favorite songs and see where that came from but I don't know where the urge came from I just had like a like instinctual like drive to learn the electric guitar again some 
somehow, some way, I was like, I need an electric guitar, and I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you. Uh, yeah, and then after that, um, started getting into pedals and like gear and stuff. Um, and then a couple years ago, I started school at MATC for audio engineering, and then that kind of helped round out like the like the production side of things. Oh, very cool. Um, yeah, what um, was that? What initially brought you down to Milwaukee? Um, yeah, uh, I, so in, um, in 2017, in like May of 2017, um, so my, my dad's side of the family is from New York City, so I went to live with my grandmother for like several months, um, just to see if I could like do something in New York, um, and I didn't really like, I didn't really get anywhere, I was just kind of like, was very anxious and nervous to like talk to people because I, I didn't know anybody in the scene. I didn't know who a lot of these bands were. I'd never heard of any of this. Um, but I had met, uh, that is where I met and saw for the first time uh, Apollo Vermouth. Oh, I yeah. yeah, I recognize Shout out to her. Yeah, shout out to Elisa for sure. Um, and Eli Smith. He was also, he also played that night as uh, Eli's. Eli is fantastic as well. Yeah. Um, both of them are some really important figures to know in the DIY scene. Absolutely. The, the, yeah, the, the stuff they put out is just like consistently excellent. Yeah. Um, and now I, now I get to call them friends too, which is like really awesome. Um, oh, yeah. But I recognized Apollo Vermouth. I was like, oh, I remember that name from like seeing it on a show somewhere in Milwaukee, but I wasn't 21 at the time and couldn't go to it. Um, but uh, yeah, I went to that and I met up with them. I was like, oh, I'm also from like the Milwaukee area. And then I moved. And then uh, a couple months before I moved back, um, Dylan messaged me and he's like, hey, are you moving back to Wisconsin at any time? And I said, I am. And I was originally planning to move back in like June or something, but I moved back in March. And he's like, do you want to be our drummer for our band? And I, and I was like, oh, sure, why not? Like, nobody's ever asked me that, so it sounds great. Um, and he was telling me about the scene at the time, because I was very, I'm very unfamiliar with it then. Um, and then I moved back, and yeah, then I joined on as their, as their drummer. Yeah, then the rest is history. Um, right, yeah. yeah, like, uh, the Unitaskers were all on the show, uh, sans you, uh, almost a year ago now. Yeah, I remember I had, to, I, had to, like, I had to work that day or something. I was real pumped about that. Yeah, yeah, but I'm glad we could do this just to like shoot the shit ourselves. And I mean, it's also it's appropriate yeah. because you make music outside of the project too. Um, hmm. Yeah, um, so I guess as a little refresher, like, um, so how did the unitaskers kind of like um come to be like the full body of musicians that they are today um yeah so i joined 2018 um a few months after that once we once um because for the first couple of months of practice i just went to like joey's apartment uh, of the apartment that he was at at the time and they were just practicing and i would just kind of hang out with them but then Joey moved into the into a house, and so we had a bigger room to play in at the time. 
Um, so then I got to join. And then shortly after that, um, our bassist Ian joined and he uh, signed on via Craigslist, mm. via a Craigslist ad. And then we had our first lead guitarist, Dane, join also from Craigslist. Um, and I think he departed in like late November. And then departed and left the band. He's, I'm pretty sure he's still alive. Um, and then Keegan joined, uh, I want to say like summer of last, no, no, it was early, earlier of 2019, early 2019. Why was that so hard to say? Um, uh, and then he joined on, and then from there we've been, uh, yeah, the same five piece that we've been for a little bit now. Dope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that you guys, it sounds like developed like a full personality, like as a group. Like, because for the first, when I first saw you guys, like it was when Tide Pods and Chicken Shishimi were out as a single. Um, and I was just really eager to start hearing your other songs out. Um, and then uh, like that January show of earlier this year, like you played a lot of those new songs. Um, and uh, it's like kind of cool on the EP how a lot of like, no song is like the other, you know, they're all very unique from one another. Like French talk is very different than um, you know, um, what's the the song that starts with an H? Harbingers. Yeah, har that's how you say it. Harbingers. Um, is that that's my personal favorite. Um, oh, cool. Thanks, man. Oh uh, yeah, but it's a yeah. Uh, I I guess um you know obviously uh the band was on before um long before this the EP was out. So I want to I guess from you um love to hear about how the EP got pieced together and just sort of like what the, the concept was behind it. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, in like, uh, like spring of 2019, um, we had started doing like a song. We were uh, trying to do like a song a month project. And we, that was like the, that was the catalyst behind all the, all of the songs becoming what they were. So um, we each, each one of us uh, took like lead on a song. Um, so Dylan um, had, Dylan had Kaoru and um, that was his song. Mine, I wrote like the main guitar part for Harbingers and then I just, we just like centered it around that whole riff the whole time. Um, Ian, Ian came up with, uh, New Moon and Pisces came up with like the chorus bass line and then we developed like a whole song around that. Keegan came up with the, he basically wrote Philodendron from like front to back and we just kind of like figured out the parts one by one. Um, and, or Dylan wrote French Tuck and then like Dylan and Joey had Kaoru in like their back pocket. So then we, um, so then we had those two as well. So yeah, so we all like uh, took lead and we all like collaborated too heavily on like each individual song. But, uh, but there was definitely like one creative mind like pushing each song. So, um, yeah. And yeah. that's kind of yeah, that's kind of where you oh sorry uh yeah so that's like where you mentioned like like the songs kind of sound different is like we all kind of come from different backgrounds musically and like different influences and stuff and there's like tons of crossover for sure um uh but yeah that was like the that was the sort of like variety 
result of the EP was all of our influences coming like coming together at the same time. Oh yeah, love to see that. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, where did uh, the last pillar of light like that and like the artwork? Um, where did that concept kind of come from? Um, the the like the center theme around the whole EP is like kind of apocalyptic. Um, and we had uh, we commissioned local artist Shamari Kai. Shout out to Shamari Kai for like killing it on the artwork. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Um. Uh yeah, and it, the 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 central theme was like pretty apocalyptic. So we wanted uh like the cover art shows like these like two giant humanoid figures walking around. There's like the titular uh, last pillar of light with two onlookers. Um. And like it's I think from my understanding like the uh like the the apocalypse influence is like tied into like the evangelion anime with the song title kawaru and uh, and like the lyrics within that um yeah but it was just centered around like these sort of apocalyptic thing themes which you know weirdly seems more timely than ever who could have predicted that but yeah yeah like because i remember when i um talked to dylan like earlier this year like they were saying um that you're working on this y'all are working on this new ep like with all these new songs before you record the songs that you had already been playing out um which will be on like a future thing and it, it sounds yeah like it almost sounds like you 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 had the right idea for this year yeah you know like it sounded like you were gearing up for something um apocalyptic because when you guys dropped that ep like it was just such a soundtrack to a lot of the confusion and ambiguity and anxiety that kind of comes with like you know how all of our lives are just completely thrown off track right now right you know? right exactly so like yeah kind of kind of kind of spooky that it played out like that but uh but cool and thematic i don't know is that appropriate yeah <laughs> it, it's interesting how like it paralleled with that mm -hmm. so now that the ep's been out and everything um what's next uh, we are gearing up for like two full lengths. Um, we've got like the first full length, which has all of like the songs that we've been playing live ever since um, it was for since the band was first formed as a five piece. And then we're working on a bunch of like, like brand new material. Like I'm going like we have practice tonight. Um, I'm going in to see like if this song I'm writing is going to be uh, like good or not just be like is this riff good i don't know so but we're writing a bunch of like uh stuff for the second like full length too which i think both we're trying to um coordinate at the same time which should be fun because the first thing's like the first the first lp is like basically done we just need to uh set aside the time to record it and, and everything oh yeah i is i hope you're of the year of the dog i hope that one's on it Oh yeah, it will be for sure. Good. Um, that's probably my favorite song of you guys is so. Oh yeah, that's a that's a that's a that's a jam for sure. I love that song. Totally, but also you know French Tuck is a party. Uh, I I'm I'm looking forward to you know getting some 
some DIY shows uh, going pretty crazy. Like that's a song to jump around to for sure. Yeah, that's definitely one that. Yeah, you said it. I don't need to. I don't need to repeat exactly what you said. It is, <laughs> it is definitely it is definitely like the boppiest of the of the at least the new songs. But uh, yeah, 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 yeah for definitely. sure. Yeah. So, um, well, that's very exciting. Um, great to hear an update from the Unitaskers. But Andy, you have your own project. You have the end. I love you, which, um. I was listening to Empty Radio Room again uh, in the hour before we recorded this, or mm. before we started. And um, that also, I feel, is incredibly timely. Um, I think that listening to ambient and noise music is very um, uh, ideal for this year. I yeah. Um, earlier this year, I got into a lot of noise and like industrial stuff, and um, it just like um, it. I don't know. It, I feel like it's a good, um, it's good stimulation sonically for like a lot of that chaos we were talking about earlier about this year. Like sometimes I don't even have words to articulate in my mind like what how I've felt this year mm. but just listening to really like you know eerie um minimalist soundscapes or like abrasive static or you know just some industrial sounding um blast beats and stuff like that uh you know it's it's uh that stuff has never made so much sense until 2020 me personally yeah. i totally agree yeah 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 uh, I... oh sorry go, go ahead. ahead go ahead oh i was gonna say like i was i've also like been my intake of like ambient uh like glitchy drone stuff my intake of that has skyrocketed this year um i was you know some stuff especially just with like how um i was listening in particular to a lot of like tim hecker's stuff and the way he kind of incorporates distortion into a lot of his, into a lot of the, uh, the electronic stuff that he does is like really comforting. Like distortion has always had that like warm feeling, but it's never felt like more like warm and like comforting and embracing. Um, yeah. I listen to that music when I work out and I don't, and I feel like that's weird because it's all just, it's just that yeah. for like four, for like 50 minutes, but I don't know why I can just zone out on a jog. Yeah. That's, pretty fucking that's awesome um but i've also i've worked out listening to all kinds of random ass shit too um yeah um yeah um one of my favorite bands i've gotten into this year is black dice okay i've i've heard of them but i've not listened to them they're um they were they're close to animal collective um they're like uh New York ambient and psychedelic um, work with a lot of samples and you oh, know, sick. yeah yeah um, I'll uh, I'll send you uh, one of their records when we're done with this that I've been obsessed with this year but yeah, please do. Hear that. oh yeah um, but I've also been listening to like some lightning bolt uh, mm -hmm. and listening yeah, can't go wrong with those guys I mean 
Oh yeah, man, that shit is crazy. Um, yeah. But uh, and in terms of locals, I've been really digging uh Peter J Woods. Um, he has like five different noise projects and. Right. They're yeah, all they're awesome. all they're all like super good at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's cool to see that some of that stuff being made on a local scale. But I guess in your case, um, in the end, I love you. Uh, tell me about like kind of how you sort of conceptualized this project. Yeah, um, when I was living in New York and I wasn't like going outside or anything, um, I had started to acquire some more pedals, and I had started to. Uh, listen like especially after like meeting elisa and eli like listening to the um the cassettes i bought from them and a lot of adjacent music at the time uh i just started to get into these like like larger ambient soundscapes and not focus so much on like a song as like a verse and a chorus and a verse and a breakdown and whatever else i was more interested in just kind of these like longer washes of sound um that could you know I, I think like with my music specifically like I always have like a lot of intention behind my music um for like specific events that I've had or like emotions that I'm trying to process but I've always said that I've always told myself like people will you know interpret it as they will and it's not it's not like it's not fixed like I don't try to make like music that only has like a specific meaning to it like if like like, I have a song that's, I have, like, a 13-minute song about, like, heartbreak, but if somebody doesn't, if somebody gets, like, a completely different experience out of that, then that's also cool. Um, but, yeah, I started to get in around, like, around the time I started getting more into, like, pedals and, and that kind of gear. And, um, and then when I moved back, I was trying to come up with, like, a name. And I had a couple of names before that that were, like, pretty bad. And then I settled on the end I love you because it had this big like finale vibe like this big closure and I really love like gigantic like dramatic closures within like television movies like media anything like anything that just has like the biggest uh the biggest third act is yeah. like a big a big like catharsis for me personally um but yeah that's how that's how I came up with the name and then I just started uh messing with pedals and like trying to explore different I different ideas and emotions and stuff like that that's awesome um that's cool because um there's so many like um you know a lot of those movements on your recent record are like very just a fun exploration of sound and emotion um so um were you like uh when shows are still a thing <laughs> like were you still doing like sets and stuff like uh in the past with this project yeah um not like super often partly associated to like once i was like starting to do more of that um i still didn't like people and it, it you know felt put me on your show please like it felt weird to ask that to people um it felt because i don't like you know like asking people like i demand you do this for me it's yeah. you know it I don't know. It seems like a, it seems like a ridiculous thing now. Cause it's like people would, people would welcome what people would and do welcome that. Um, but yeah, the sets that I were doing were like super rehearsed. Um, like 
every like I would play like songs and then I would intersperse that with like loops that I had made so then they would just go from song to loop to song to loop until like the end where I just shut everything off um yeah those were those were those sets and I still want to I love doing those sets I get to zone out on a stage and um you know take my shoes off and but just a bunch of stuff with my feet it's fun for some reason. yeah <laughs> yeah that's exactly the vibe i've gotten from watching like ambient sets or improvised sets like uh i i've seen apollo removed a couple times and that's exactly what it is it's just putting your head down and just being in this meditative headspace of like um of just these gargantuan walls of of sound and then yeah. um eli when he's playing his guitar and with all these like household objects and stuff like you're just watching it and you're like whoa <laughs> like that's i never thought it, you could play an instrument with something like that right like i have it's like like how do you conceptualize something like that i couldn't even begin to think because i'm not like trained or anything yeah. um like all my art is like like all my art i feel is like super naive and like directly emotional and stuff so like everything is like a pure like uh like child not i don't know kind of childlike emotion to it but yeah, yeah i don't know how i don't know how eli comes up with some of that stuff but every time it's great oh yeah yeah i i feel the same way about my my own like infatuations too or like i it's it's that childlike wonder that um and that's a great thing like i'm a firm believer to hold on to every ounce of that absolutely like yeah the moment i lose that is the moment i you know become i'm gonna join the boring man's club or whatever that's right exactly um and like i've seen frenia they're pretty awesome too i i think i've caught a set by those guys but i i I don't know them personally but um i know like what they do kind of uh like what kind of music they make and stuff yeah yeah another improv noise thing and you know it's just kind of like it's unlike anything i've ever seen you know and i because we're just um yeah i mean there's a just a whole gold mine of you know cool artists to check out and the diy and the noise scene and stuff but um tell me about uh empty radio room like the the process the idea like what were you going for with this one yeah um like a month prior to putting that out i started recording um material for the thing that i'm hopefully putting out before the end of the year um this like next ep lp you know the next release whatever it is something that's definitely been like the most arduous thing I've recorded, but something, but something as I'm like working on is definitely the most proud I'm working on. But yeah, the empty radio room was um, two songs that I had recorded on like my, my like small zoom recorder and like my phone um, that I decided were like kind of fit together somehow. Like sonically, I was like, these two match well and they don't need anything else to go with them. Um, the yeah that first track which is like half an hour or something is like uh cancel that was that was just i one day decided to record like an improvised set with no plan 
a forethought aside from like using a whistling sample or a whistling loop that I had recorded in like a, in like a church. Um, I like, I used that like a few times um, and like, and it like bookended at the beginning of the end and interspersed it like around the mid and in other parts of the song too. But um, that it was improvised and I didn't know what I was doing and it wasn't one cohesive, it wasn't like one singular thing. It was like eight things. Um, so then I just listened, I was listening to it over and over again and uh, coming up with different titles and names for all the different um, sections or like chapters, as you were saying, like it's, it's, it's very chapter, like I never thought of it like that, but yeah, like coming up with the different names for that. Um, and then the second track, 84th, 84 No Wrath Reckoning, which is about like, uh, like a heartbreak that I had like a couple of years ago, which sucked as it, you know, always does. Um, but I'm not one to write like emo music or anything. Um, so I was like, I'm going to get all of my rage out and my weird anxiety, sadness, feelings into this thing. And that, and like, like, like just transfix myself on, on, um, on getting that out somehow. And it ended up becoming like one of my favorite things that I ever recorded. Um, but I wasn't able to record like a proper version because everything was closed down and I was kind of home all the time. So I just pulled like, I just pulled it from my phone and I thought it sounded good and the performance was solid. So I was like, why not? And yeah. And the phrase empty radio room, I just kind of had in my phone as like a phrase of like words that I liked next to each other. I thought it sounded cool. Um, yeah. And that picture was just taken like a block away from me. I just went out one night and uh, took a picture of a, of a, of a, of, of a railing and some stairs. Oh, yeah. I, I like that. I, I collect titles too. Like I keep them sort of in a pool in my yeah. phone until you can use it for something. Yeah. That's how it's like, that's, it's just easier. It's just the easiest way to like distill thoughts into something and then just kind of like kind of picking at random. Like, what, like, does this fit? Does this work? Does this work? Like, it, it makes it easier for me than trying to like really uh and then maybe this goes for you too just like trying to like figure out some like big like uh uh I don't grandiose know, statement yeah yeah exactly yeah because i used to try way too hard at that and i would fail but it's, yep. <laughs> that's why like if you have something that you feel like would be good for something in the future but you just don't know what that is yet then it's just good to hold on to it until exactly time comes yeah when i was listening to what i thought about when um i was listening to empty radio room before this like i kind of uh imagine like a being out like very early like on a morning of like a really desolate like cloudy dawn like you know on some like cliffs or something like that the the soundscapes are pretty gloomy a big sort of meditation for me is to just be out in nature with my headphones in and you know with music playing and you know just looking out on the looking out into like you know the landscape or the water and I just kind of imagined like 
being on cliffs like really early in the morning like when it's dark but Mm -hmm. not quite light yet yeah well i'm i'm psyched to hear that you pulled that imagery i think that's awesome and i'm glad that you were able to like come up with something like that i think that's so cool that like i don't know like this thing i made and then somebody can like have this like have this like group of images like put together and how they uh how they perceive the world and how, how they kind of, uh, as you were saying, like meditate, like go out into the, into nature with your headphones and it's just kind of like zone into a, to a different headspace. Um, totally. Cool. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that. That's awesome. Thanks dude. Yeah, man. Nope. Don't mention it. I like, yeah. I really like experimental and ambient music for that reason is that yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't have words to put you in any specific like context or, like it doesn't tell you what to feel or anything like it's just the you it, it's entirely sonic and uh, that and that does the talking the, the the talking that the lyrics normally do like it's just the the music does all of that talking for the piece and um yeah so i uh yeah no i i've i've do really connect with stuff like that for that like I think it's important to put the images in your mind when you're you know um, immersing yourself in uh, that kind of music so um, yeah um, I've also been like really into like um, you know I really like one of tricks point never oh okay yeah um, I really like uh, Julia Halter um, Godspeed you Black Emperor, one of my favorites. Yeah, definitely one of my favorites too. Yeah, yeah, same. I yeah, I get that a lot with Godspeed's music. Absolutely. And especially in their lives, I was like real lucky to see them live like uh a couple of years ago and they have like Was it at Turner fun. Hall? What? Was it at Turner Hall? No, it was at the Majestic in Madison. Oh, uh, okay. I saw them at Turner Hall like four years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I wasn't on the Godspeed train then, so I definitely <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and how they have like all those film projections and everything, and that was just like wild to see like three different thirty-five millimeter projections and uh, and this like super loud nine-piece just crush it. Oh yeah, yeah, they're they're not a show to miss for sure. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, hell yeah, dude. So you, you said you're working on new stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, uh, been able to get into my practice space since like June. So I was able to pick up where I left off in like March. Um, yeah. Uh, the next thing, hoping to put it out to put, hoping to put it out before the end of the year. Um, it's like two, like 20 minute tracks with like, like three, like, four minute tracks in between so it's like five tracks it's like 20 minutes and then like three four minute tracks and then one 20 minute track and that's all i'm gonna say right now um uh yeah so i'm hoping to put that out before the end of the year if not early next year but i'm going in later today to hopefully record like the last bits of like uh of music for it um and like without uh aside from like doing like midi or electronic stuff but doing like actual recording so hopefully i get to finish that up today and then from there i just get to I just get to obsess over it for like a few months and, and then put it out. That's what we do. 
obsess over yeah. things until we are on the verge of driving yourself nuts. So you just mm-hmm. put it out. Yeah. I I totally I, I I hear you, man. I totally hear you. Um yeah. so how have you been um kind of kind of unrelated, but also kind of related. Um how have you been like occupying your time through quarantine? Like how have you been just navigating because you know the answer's been different for everybody. Um you know trying to trying to find some trying to find at least like one or two things to do in the day to say it felt productive um luckily i've got this young man right here to keep me company oh hi Uh, (laughs) there we go his name is balto but i call him stink man most of the time and uh, so he's definitely been helpful just uh just uh oh you're out of here you're all done you're over it all right. <laughs> um, oh. uh, yeah, he's definitely been helpful in just like, uh, like having like, uh, you know, somebody there to just to like, you know, physically be there. That was definitely important. Um, yeah. Other than that, just trying to like, trying to find, trying to find stuff to be productive, whether that's like, uh, reading. I consider playing video games and like watching movies and stuff like kind of important because I'm still like ingesting art and a story, even if it's like, even if it's like silly, I still think it's important to be like, it's still engaging in something mentally. So like, that's, uh, you know, um, so I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, trying to see friends responsibly, of course. Um, but trying to see friends when I can and uh, been able to see my family because uh, most of them live in poor Washington. Um, but my dad lives down here. So I uh, see him like fairly often. Um, yeah. I don't know. Looking back, it's like weird to think like, how did you occupy, occupy those past five months of just like being trapped? I also just moved like right before I did, I just moved into this studio apartment. So I've just been like trapped in here for like, a little bit and that sucks but um but i will say i've like been like lucky enough to be in like some positions where i don't have to worry about some things and try to help out friends whenever you know they need it not to be like i'm so cool and great but um you know just uh yeah try always talking to people i feel like that's definitely like the key is like just always engaging with with friends like every day yeah how about you have you how have you been going about this um yeah uh i guess it's kind of shifted over time because like we've been doing this for so long at this point like right like there's the different eras of quarantine you know um yeah similar to you you know i like i i watch a lot of movies i you know try to listen to some new music like every week and Lately, I've just been so busy with the show and busy Mm -hmm. with the PSL that I haven't had much time to listen to music unless I'm writing about it for Breaking and Entering. So, like, um, that, you know, when I wasn't doing the show for, like, four months, like, that was just what I was doing constantly. I was just listening to so much music. I was Mm -hmm. watching a lot of movies, um been eating a lot of uber eats you know been getting a lot of no 
they're definitely they're definitely uh getting getting some uh some money with all this people like you know who wants to cook right now (laughs) yeah yeah and i've been forcing myself to cook a lot because otherwise i'd spend all my money but right yeah i mean it's it's been heavy you know i'm um you know things that are being judged as like a radical left agenda which otherwise should just be common decency yeah um that's been really exhausting yeah and i bet especially for you because you've been going to a lot of these you've been going to like almost all of these protests especially with like the psl um just like showing up which is so cool i am jealous and i commend you for that um but there's plenty that i haven't been to though there's still plenty that you know i've missed out on um like right now um, i'm sure you're aware of like the eviction crisis going on right now is horrible and just cruel and inhumane and uh i want to give a really big shout out to the milwaukee autonomous tenants union for helping to keep people housed at this time um the evictions are happening primarily like the majority of them are on the north side right now and because it's such a like you know i feel like like that's not being talked about nearly enough by like our like local media and stuff like that so yeah yeah i definitely only hear about it on like 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 from the psl or from facebook events but i don't hear about it from uh I don't hear about it from any like news organization that has like a like you know like can reach people that aren't just the people who are like directly participating or engaging in it like the people who don't know about it like you said because nobody's covering it so yeah because yeah yeah because if you if you if you if they would if um if a network news channel would be covering something like that then it would appear that they're taking a political stance which yeah. is bad for their ratings oh no like <laughs> yeah. being, being nice to people what a stance like how dare you how like making sure everybody's like accounted for and like like just trying to fucking survive like that's you yeah. can't like that's that's uh you're gonna get in trouble for that young man yeah, we're fighting several pandemics at once. Uh, we're fighting COVID, but yeah. we're also fighting racism and we're fighting capitalism and imperialism too. All of them are pandemics that yeah. all we're all trying to tackle at once. So um, yeah, man, uh, but stuff like that has been helping. If I wasn't doing the work with the PSL, then I'd be very very lost and in a dark place probably like yeah you have like, to do this yeah without like any group like i don't expect how anybody could make it through this by themselves yeah like that seems like impossible because god knows like it's not the democratic party that's gonna <laughs> get oh, me yeah. through <laughs> yeah. yeah no those guys will save us yeah right well, Andy, um, I'm, I had a great time hanging out and talking to you today. Um, Same here. Yeah, man. Uh, it's great to, you know, 
um, hear about the stuff you have worked on that you are working on. Uh, you know, just um, I I love I, I love geeking out over experimental music, so um, I appreciate you uh, making it. <laughs> yeah, of course. No, thanks for having me on to 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 geek out about it. Uh, it feels weird talking about myself so much, and I like say that to my friends. I'm always like I like talk or like talking about my art, but like I think I have to like get over that. Like this whole thing to me felt like really self congratulatory, even though I know that's it's not supposed to be or it's not supposed to be that in like a negative light. But it's okay for like an artist or whoever to talk about their art at large. Because I like it when other people do that about themselves. Yeah. Yeah. You owe it to yourself, you know, because, you know, when people connect to something, like, it's cool to hear, like, you know, what you made out of this whole thing, you know, like, why you did it and stuff like that. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, um, totally. I had a lot of fun today. This was, this, was, this was super cool. Good. Good. So, Andy, as to close out, uh, tell me what keeps you up at night. Oh boy, keeps me up at night. I don't know the impending election, probably like just, just like it, it, it like every day it just seems to be getting worse, and uh, it's it's uh, it it's weird because I like because because of how like fucked it all is. I forget that there's like that COVID's happening. Like there's yeah. this whole other like pile of shit that's happening and then all like and you know people are like the masks you know like taking a political opinion on masks which is ridiculous but then there's this whole other shit about the election happening in oh god two months and like um i don't know like it, it's like it's 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 extremely alarming if someone can forget that a viral a virus pandemic is happening because of the bullshit happening around the 2020 election like i don't know i don't know how you can call your i don't know how you can call the country great uh, if it ever was in the first place um because it definitely wasn't it definitely wasn't before and it definitely isn't now and it definitely has dug itself 600 feet below the fucking ground yeah say that shit andy abolish the u.s if you ask me there's nothing great you know like there's nothing salvageable about this fucking country. <laughs> no, like, because the only freedoms that the U.S. grants people are done exploitatively, you know, yeah. and are done to expand Western imperialism across the rest of the world. And, and only for fucking white passing white people, like just white people, like it's only for it's only for the white it's only for white people that it's allowed these freedoms. Exactly. Yeah, dude. I'm telling, like, and I, I agree. Like, it's hard to, it's like, while the pandemic is like, you know, was such a, you know, um, large component of this year, like, some, yeah, like you said, there's just so much other shit going on too. Like, you know, when we were marching um, in June, like for a couple weeks for Black Lives Matter, like, yeah. It's like, at, I mean, you know, we all had masks on the whole time, but a lot of times I'd forget, I would forget the mask was even there because mm-hmm. it's like right now all I can think about is just how, you know, sick and disgusting um, people are 
politicizing black bodies and yeah. being and being apologists for you know our racist and corrupt law enforcement like yeah i that's all i could think about for a while and then it went back when all that kind of like when the media kind of like settled down about all that mm -hmm. then it's like oh back to we're talking thinking about the pandemic again yeah but then but then like the last couple weeks kenosha happened yeah and jesus it's like and and don't th they still have like a curfew right like as we're talking about this like there's still a curfew that's happening there which is just like fucking bonkers which isn't even legal by the way curfews are legal no it's not oh, um that's fucked yeah like or at least like they shouldn't be arresting anybody for violating curfew but that's what they've been doing you know like at the very most a curfew would warrant a ticket but it just shows how militarized our police is and it needs to fucking yeah, happen. Like, how long until like the fucking unmarked vans start abducting people here, you know, yeah. happening all over the place. You know, it's like you start abducting people, you know, and, and you don't, you don't identify yourself as like anything. Like you just show up in camo in like a fucking, like Dodge Grand Caravan and you pull somebody into the sliding doors and nobody identifies themselves, why wouldn't anybody fight back against that? Like, I'm getting abducted. Like, yeah, I'm going to kick the shit out of you. You're trying to abduct me. Like, yeah. why? I, and then they're like, oh no, now you assaulted an officer. So now it's a felony. And it's like, well, they'd never identify themselves. Like wearing a, wearing like what? The only thing they had to identify themselves was like a chest patch that said like police on it. And it's like, Oh, like that's like anybody can get that. Anybody can make that and just put that on themselves. A cab. A cab for sure. So uh what puts you to sleep though? All that being said, what puts you to sleep? <laughs> um oh, I don't know, thinking about thinking having some kind of weird optimism that I get to wake up in the morning and the sun shines in my face and maybe things get like incrementally better, like just fractionally, just a crumb, just a crumb better. I think that helps me. I also like, and I just get tired like real fast around midnight. And I guess that kind of helps. There's just like some natural clock there, but um Ideally, a better tomorrow is how I sleep at sleep at night. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's all you can ask for. Well, yep. Thanks again, Andy, for being on the show. Um, yeah, dude. Um, for uh, yeah. everyone watching, uh, thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. I'll be posting links to uh, the end. I love you, as well as the Unitaskers. Uh, looking forward to what they've got coming up in store. Uh, stay tuned. Yeah, stream Last Color of Light on, not on Spotify, if you want to. It'll help the algorithms. But, you know, Bandcamp and all those places where they don't just fucking steal, like, chart, like, give us three fractions of a fraction of a cent. Yeah. 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 Bandcamp, I've been using Bandcamp a ton more. Same. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, so, yes. It just works better, yeah. Gonna be posting the bank camp link. Oh, sweet.
Thank you, everybody. We'll see you next time.